Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Group Community Call and the Orion Mind School of the Prophets. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is Sunday, the 11th of October, 2015. Tonight's speaker is Gary Ray, which is also known as the White Wolf. Welcome, everyone. Whenever you're ready, brother. I notice... Um... Um, I think yeah, it's um, Iowa Hawk. No, number five said that they're not into domes. Um, uh, cheaper, stronger, last longer. Oh yeah. As a matter of fact, <coughs> excuse me. Um, Dick Setman from uh, oh um, out in Arizona. They. Uh, they done research on remote view, and uh, he opened up by giving the suggestion in the class to go to um, and use the higher mind. Um, they started opening up in their expansion for the remote view project. Uh, they wanted to know, you know, how food would grow in the future, this and that and the other. And, and uh, it got to where it was really, really cold. See, they keep hollering global warming. But every planet, uh, as we normally think of it, in the solar system is heating up um, as this uh, other planet comes in on its apogeal loop, so to speak. Well, um, once that tail swings through and goes back out, you see, we're going to have this upgrade in heat because that's a normal mechanism to ward off and to protect, you know, the the planetoid body, etc. It, it's kind of like as it heats up, it's building a repelling force. Um, and um, as it comes in and flips and goes around, it's going to go back out. Well, Al Gore uh, may holler global warming, but it's going to become global freezing. And uh, you're going to go back to uh, kind of a semi-ice age effect. And so in the remote view project, when Dick and them were doing it, uh, they realized that the only way to build a greenhouse or a home and effectively heat it and to be able to withstand the winds, et cetera, of the climate shock that we uh, anticipate through the remote view projects uh, was to build a Kiva-style home or greenhouse, much as you build a Kiva in the Gobi Desert to withstand uh, up to, what, 300-mile-an-hour winds. And uh, so there, there's a lot of things, you know, it's coming down the pike. But uh, um, I've noticed that they're starting to talk about uh, the, the what they call the uh, kill shot that uh, Major Ed Dames referred to. Uh, they call him Major Doom. But uh, the kill shot is not a one-time deal. It's multiple of the same scenario and the sun's involved in that 
And uh, so you just, I mean, when this thing goes south, uh, man, let me tell you something. It'll be like Craig Breedlove breaking the land speed record in the Mojave Desert out there at Bonneville Soft Flat. Uh, 400 mile an hour ain't going to be nothing. They're scared to death of uh, El Nino right now um, and uh, the things that's coming in. But... Um, Give them a little bit here and kind of, I really hope uh, Layla or Leah uh, comes on because of the fact um, she's sensitive enough and she's verbal enough that um, we can pull off an exercise and I think everybody will be able to participate and we'll teach you or share with you. You've done it before, but I haven't exposed it and called it quite the same and after watching that movie, I realized, you know, wow, this is a great way to explain this. Um, because once they hit the circle and they learn what to do, where is the circle? It's wherever we are because um, uh, the human operates in, in a spiral, a light spiral. And it's faster than the speed of linear light. And um, that's why... Uh, that's why uh, um, when you talk about some of this stuff, uh, so some of them can't, they just can't comprehend beyond uh, 186,286 feet per second, you know, as far as linear light. They can't go beyond that, but they don't realize that Einstein really told them that you could. Uh, it's just he had to use a different formula because he started realizing there was woo-woo fuzzy logic out there. And um, um, so it kind of altered part of his deal. It took him quite a while to get to where he could even comprehend that. But, um, uh, yeah, concrete hip uh, number five is excellent. It's light. Um, it um, It's really the best form of concrete. See, if, if once hemp is legalized or brought back, it should be normal anyway. It's a lawful, natural earth product. But what it is is that the corporations, uh, they have uh, suppressed all knowledge of free energy and things of that nature to uh, foster what they call uh, fossil carbon um, fuel uh, deposits being oil and gas. But in reality, that's a lie. Uh, it really didn't come from that. It was they they fostered that idea and propagated it, and before anybody could get their underwear on straight, they done had it solidified in law. And you know, once it becomes a public record, uh, that's now a fact, even though the damn record is wrong. So um, uh, you know, there's a lot of things coming on, and um, that's kind of like. Um, uh, when you deal with the flat earth and you start looking at flight patterns and stuff like that, and um, there's one guy in there that is a formal, uh, well, is a naval uh, missile instructor uh, for the Sparrow, and um, they were given line of sight projections uh, with no fall off in the curvature, even for a ship 50 miles away, which is, I mean, geometry tells you that's bullshit, can't be, uh, if the Earth is really a round sphere. And uh, somebody said, well, uh, even a even a, 
a rainbow uh, uh, shows curvature. The only reason it does is because light, uh, as it scatters over a certain distance, um, let's say with rain, you're seeing light being weighed down, and it gives it the impression that it is a curvature, but it is not. And uh, see, this is why a lot of the stuff that we've been taught in school is just really bullshit to the max. Um, um, and see, this is what they're afraid of. This is why in these prophecies of the Celestine prophecy, especially those from Peru that were referred to in the 2006 movie, um, that uh, begins to open up the door, and you're going to get over, and I think it's 9 and 11 that they hit on. Well, 9 and 11 are the two aspects that Aleister Crowley uh, referred to, and uh, but yet they had other things that Aleister and them got into, you know, that, uh, I mean, uh, well, anyway. Uh, it must have been a bunch of boogery boys. It's the only thing I can figure, but nevertheless, uh, uh, there is a scripture that said they'll leave the natural use of a woman, and so you can kind of figure out what the hell they did. And uh, But anyhow, nevertheless, uh, that's why we have so much uh, discontent in the DNA and the mental structure is because, uh, let's say, in homosexuality, especially with males, um, every injection one gets, it alters the... Uh, the um, vibrational frequency of the individual that's the receiver. And uh, that's why it says they received meat. And if you look that up, it means destruction into the vessel. And uh, so there, there's a lot of things that goes on that even, you know, anyway. But, uh, uh, you know, like the fellow said, they all float their own damn boat and they paddle a son of a gun any damn direction the way they want it. But, uh, um the uh, a dimension, uh, what if that were octaves, like octaves on a music scale, um, and parallel realities, now known or unknown, seen or unseen, experienced or unexperienced, felt or not felt, but yet you could operate at these different vibrational frequencies that are beyond the appearance of someone that's operating at a lower frequency, and that's why that movie 2006 is going to start opening you up and keying you into that uh, on the Celestine prophecy. Now, Michael, like I said, he sent me a couple of inserts, and I cranked them out just a few minutes ago, and it'll say update to what you've got this afternoon on the uh, the talk show in um, uh, volume five. Uh, um, um, School of Prophets 2020 SOP, and uh, so hopefully we can talk about some of that this evening because of the fact that um, um, we're going to a time and a place that you need to amplify energy. See, there's signs that when uh, I had to kind of stop touching someone when I ran energy on them, especially if it was a woman because of what it would do to them. And I would do uh, the same thing with men, and it would leave, um, you know, most of them want to be all macho, you know, and, and oh, I hope you'll this, I hope you'll that, you know. And and uh, when I'd un- take my hand away, they'd go to rubbing everywhere, you know, they got serpents crawling all over them. And uh, so I, I, I kind of stopped doing it because what happens is I would run the energy to them 
and I would allow for the return circuit to amplify and come back. And um, I would flip that two, three, four times, and, you know, as it begins to get more and more powerful, um, um, I was with a friend of mine that I went to school with, grew up with, even went to church with when I was younger. And uh, Jack was in uh, Lake Charles at Books a Million, and we were talking one day, and and because um, I knew he had experienced this uh, Holy Ghost experience, you know, that they refer to in Pentecost. And um, I recall that to him because after he got away from him, he left that church environment uh, due to the other things that they taught that were very limited. And then um, he worked for um, uh, W.R. Grace and was kind of a globetrotter in a sense. And uh, we'll leave it there. But nevertheless, Jack and I were talking and... Uh, he said, uh, we were talking about this energy and uh, about the spirit and in it we live, move, and had our existence. And he asked me a question, and um, I said, well, you can amp it up like this. And so I started breathing with intent and flipping it back and forth. And me and him, you know, we're two, three feet apart there in Books a Million. And the energy level began to get so high that Jack was about to take off and go shouting in there, which, you know, I need something he ain't done in a long time. And um, I could see the effect on him, and I was watching what was going on around us. And I said, Jack, I'm going to back it off, because if I don't, everybody in this room right here is going to go to dancing. And uh, he realized what I was saying. And um, it kind of blew him away, because, see, they're not used to that kind of power uh, being at everyone's disposal, and uh, it really is. It's just according to knowledge and their belief or intent and how they uh, uh, consider or accept the fact that they can tap into it and exercise it, even though the access point is within themselves. And so you have to kind of stop and think about, you know, some of the stuff that you're doing and, um, you know, what what happens or will happen um, some people, the only reason they want it is so that they can control people. Um, the government wants it so that uh, it becomes a weapon. And then they don't want it used for anything but whatever they want, which means no healing, no help, no this, no that. Only the shit that uh, amplifies the government control and operation and same damn thing with the Roman Catholic Church and the rest of the religions. Um, you pop too much energy and deal with too much, uh, you see, you show their damn priest up, and, um, oh, crap, I mean, uh, can't be making the pastor look bad, you know, I mean, remember now, that's his flock down there, and <laughs> he don't want you operating in his pasture. Well, we lost B-56. I hope he comes back. They, uh, they're they having uh, a lot of lung uh, and chest uh, inflammation. Starts initially as a sinus and goes down into the chest, and they can't hardly get rid of it. And so he was asking me about that this afternoon. Um, and um, I was telling him about using black elderberry cough syrup a teaspoon uh, three to four times a day, you know, for children and then adult, I, I don't recall right now, something like that, same thing. But uh, it will clear the lungs. But see, part of that's what's in the new chemtrails. So uh, 
there's a lot of things that uh, is going on. Uh, Claudio Silver uh, can knock it out. Um, when they're dealing with Mercer, if they would submerge, uh, like that football player that got up there right now, they're over there cutting his feet off because he's got a, a, a MRSA infection that they can't stop. So then instead of using something that will kill it, like Claudio Silver, uh, shit, they just start trying to cut it off. Hell, the guy, I mean, I hope they, 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 they wake up and somebody tells them to stick his foot in damn Claudio Silver. I mean, even if he spent 30 bucks, you know, and Claudio Silver and just stuck his foot down in it and, and marinated it in there for an hour or two. Uh, somebody said, well, it might turn uh, blue. The guy's black. Ain't going to make no damn difference, damn it. But it'll save his foot. Well. Well, you know, brother. Even though they hear that, sometimes some people won't even won't even listen. They're so afraid. Well, it says it says plainly that there were some places the Messiah went in the analogies, and he could do no great work or no great healing, and he marveled at their unbelief. Uh, see, they think well, the, the man that or the woman that's operating this don't have the power of the faith to believe it. That's not true. I mean, uh, they can operate it, but. Uh, the people that's on the receiving end, if they can't put their mind around it and accept it, because uh, they're the one that's getting the energy charge, I've run into two or three people in the last, say, two weeks. And uh, when I would go to run energy on them, their hand was ice cold. It, it, I mean, no feeling whatsoever. And, boy, when I looked at them, I knew, and uh, Shawnee and I was at a place where a guy went to school with as a minister, and uh, I was going to put a tampa seed on him to send to someone, you know, to help him heal. And uh, I couldn't give it to him because he couldn't believe to accept it. And um, I had never run energy on someone that their hand was just like putting it over a block of concrete. I mean, just cold as dead as life, you know. And um, I just, uh, he asked me, he said, well, when are you going to give it to me? I said, I can't give it to you because you didn't feel my hand get, or you didn't feel it get warm. And uh, I just left it at that. I never said anything else. I wanted to get away from that because I had him understanding some things, and I knew he would have to go there, and yet he already knew that when I told him what was going to happen, it would. And um, so, uh, you know, I mean, but that's here and there. Um, that's why, um, um, uh, yeah, a William Wright phone booth, uh, an Oregon energy booth, uh, would work. But let me tell you something. You have to be careful where you put that building once you build it. It can't be around stuff that has a lot of electronics. Because electronics and electrical impulses around that booth makes that booth go crazy. And see, they amped up stuff, and the radiation level got so damn high, the federal government had to come down there and, uh, um, you know, put some of it down. And that's one of the reasons they they backed off on uh, um, uh, William H. Reich and the organ collector. That's what you're really referring to. 
<clears throat> Are there any more of them around still? Yeah, you can build them. I've got the plans for them. Uh, matter of fact, uh, on one of the deals that's in there today, uh, as I was well, I was going through that board yesterday, looking at some of those sites. You'll get in there, and it'll tell you about William Reich and then his uh, protege that took up building after uh, they killed him. I think it was in '57. Uh, they weren't going to let him out because see, he knew about. Uh, Cloudbusters. He knew about earthquake machines. So that was another reason they had to shut down Schauberger. And yet Victor Schauberger was the one that gave them the technology to build the red uh, mercury or red uh, red mercury uh, uh, vortex engine for the saucer craft that Hitler and them used. And uh, they couldn't let Roll R. Wright loose because he had done figured out in 1922 how to kill every disease, virus, bacteria, and microbe that there is uh, with the uh, uh, Wright generator. And uh, then uh, they done everything in the world to destroy the three uh, three dimensional light uh, microscopes that he built because you could watch um, a virus uh, as you increase the electrical current. And whatever frequency it hit, when you hit it, bam, it would explode the outer shell of that uh, microbe, bacterium, etc. And um, uh, see, that's why you had to give a day to three days in between a treatment so the body could throw it all off uh, so that you did not overload the body's system of uh, removal of the toxin and the poison. Does that make sense? Complete sense, brother. I kind of wish I had one of those machines to help my daughter off. <laughs> well, the 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 boot, uh, Gypsy Eyes, um, it collects the energy. That's why metal and wood and uh, fiber and so forth are put in certain layers because what it's doing, it's capturing it. Uh, much as if you took, let's say, and you built a actual pyramid. At 51 degrees, uh, 52 minutes of angle of arc, uh, you can build it at 51-51, but um, uh, that would be on the festival of six uh, Israelites on the right and six Israelites on the left, one at Ai and one at Bethel. And um, that was the uh, sacrifice of going into um, what they call the promised land and so uh, six and six, you're uh, dealing with the uh, the physical female impregnated and the spiritual female impregnated by, let's say, the conscious mind, because six is the number for the VAB, the female aspect. And so um, there's a lot of this, uh, um, you know, that's going on. But uh, you can amp this same energy up with your mind. Uh, see, Reich uh, would use uh, a sexual stimulation, and uh, they would go to the place that they went to the full body orgasm and triggered the amygdala in the brain. And once the amygdala, uh, amygdala was uh, triggered, you could say that Mary the Magdalena, uh, Mary Magdalene had a baby, and that baby was healing because she would change or reverse the energy within the physical body. And so a lot of times when you're listening or reading some of these stories, it's telling you things right in front of you, but you have to understand what it is that they're talking about. 
Yeah, it is an argon accumulator. Like I said, it's it's in them files. If you open up on some of those that I sent, there's some of them down in there. It's going to get um, gets down in there where I go to talking about argon energy, and you'll see on the sidebar, and it'll show you the exact. Uh, there's a box in there the way they built it, man. Uh, damn nice looking box, and you can do treatment, but I would put it in a place that was away from electrical energy. See a pyramid uh, when you set it up correctly. Uh, you come basically a third of the way up from the bottom, and uh, the accumulation begins to occur in the top two thirds of that uh, of that pyramid, and uh, it collects this living energy. And what you're really doing is you're collecting the energy, uh, much like Reich was doing uh, with the organ, uh, because it is an orgasmic type of energy. And see, uh, this is why certain sexual practices uh, were kept hidden, especially in Egypt. Um, and uh, if you'll notice how um, you go into some of the tombs, how the copulation was, um, it was more of a rear-end approach, you know, kind of like an anal pop, you know, to the sacrococcygeal. And so when Moses went into the cave, and from there he's seen the hinder parts of the god, I mean, you have to kind of use your head here and do a little calculation, you know. Now, if you're a, a Victorianized, puritanical, uh, uh, prudish in your moralistic belief, then you probably ain't going to get a handle on it. Hey, Frank. So, basically, Moses was in the hinder parts. What it said, that he went into the cave, and he seen the hinder parts of the God. He couldn't see the front. You can't see the front if you're in the hinder parts. Yeah, I mean, damn, come on here. <laughs> I understand. Uh, <clears throat> but you've got a telescope and elongated and remote control eyeballs, maybe. <laughs> so, so he went to Uranus. Yeah, I guess you could call him going to Uranus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> anyway, if if that was used and directed correctly with a partner that understood or you knew. You could use the partner to stimulate to where not only would it go to the head, but you could direct it back down through your entire body, and this is much of the sexual anking. Uh, during below Melchizedek, uh, uh, or however in the hell he enunciates it, um, uh, taught this here several years ago, and a woman interviewed him. And boy, after they done that, that's a good thing. I'd seen it, and I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, a week, and they removed that video link. I've sent it out, but they've altered the, the presentation quite a bit. <laughs> Number six, if you really understood the process, it's not gross as you think it is. It's just from your perspective. Um, there are certain practices and things that are done 
to amplify the high healing arts because the body has acupuncture or acupressure centers. And uh, whether it the inside of the vagina or the external aspects of the body or a man's penis or whatever, these particular points are there, just like Jin Mo, the million-dollar point, is between what you might call the scrotal sac at the back and the anus, and uh, there is a channel of function there, and a certain point in that channel of function, if that is depressed at a certain time, a man will not ejaculate or go through the full expelling of the orgasmic semen seed, and therefore he can maintain and stimulate the pot for a longer period of time, which is more essential to a woman so that she maintains or is able to go to the high orgasmic state where the medulla oblongata is enlarged and ignited with the pineal gland, the delta fornix, the fornix. I mean, uh, this, this, this is not only uh, a spiritual, but it is a scientific and biological uh, and um, a physiological aspect of the human body. Well, I've talked parts of it, Jetsy. I've had to be careful because, I mean, um, I've tried to figure out a long time how to figure out how to teach this because there are people that, on the call that I could literally teach it to, but there's other people that come on this call at various times or can listen to it, and man, if they don't have that knowledge or understanding, it'd be like sticking a skyrocket or a uh, um, um, one of them um, model rockets. Well, it'd be like a stick in a bottle rocket or a damn uh, one of them things got multiple shots in it, um, a Roman candle. It'd yeah. be like sticking one of them up their ass. Every time it went off, they'd get a faster gear, you know? <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But... I'm have got to watch my keyboard here on my my charger because uh, um, I charged it up a week or so back, and what the hell's all this crap that's on up here? I ain't never seen this before. I have to get somebody to check this out and see what these damn things are up here. But uh, I know if you're not careful, man, you can turn crap on on one of these phones that you don't want on, and. Uh, Bob Ginger Root, Golden Seal, Mullen, yes, a Blackberry, Echinacea, Burdock Root, probably is what you're going to say next. Uh, yeah, that would work real good, B56. Uh, that's a uh, that's a blood purifier cleanser, and um, you've got things there that are there that's going to work on uh, um, the lungs and the sinus. Oh yeah, that would work. Um, that that would work fine. Jim, when you see Lulu get out here, you let me know. I will definitely do that, brother. I'm watching. I thought they'd be on here by now. I tried to call them times today, oh, but uh, yeah. they didn't answer. 
Well, they may be out of pocket today. You can't ever tell, you know. I mean, uh, we may, uh, if it's supposed to be done tonight, uh, every burdock root, yellow dock, um, yellow dock root, I'm sure that's what you meant to write there. You wrote deck, and it's dock. Uh, red clover, ginkgo leaf, and elderberry uh, with simple sugar. Yeah, that would make an excellent uh, elixir. And uh, the children could probably take anywhere from a half teaspoon to a teaspoon of that, depending on the concentration level. Uh, normally, if you take and create that elixir, you take about one-third of the ingredients uh, to uh, two-thirds of, say, an extractant. And then once you take that uh, extract, uh, you've extracted really good um you can pour that off and uh, really cover it again and just shake the crap out of it and, uh, you know, uh, uh, get the rest of it out. Now, if you had a low-grade uh, um, water distiller, you know, one of the 300-watt models, uh, stainless, uh, and your carp, uh, you could reclaim all of the alcohol as an extractant and it would leave the pure elixir extract uh, estar or uh, essential oil in the bottom, and you could take that out and uh, probably mix it with a little bit of your sugar water until you got, you know, to where it was decent to taste. And, uh, man, I'm here to tell you, um, I even got a hold of uh, what you'd probably call sour mash, and um, it... Uh, the, the corn just, it, they turned it into a beer. And um, matter of fact, I've got some that was fermenting, and it's been fermenting now for shit, four or five months, something that's just totally, it may be longer than that now. Um, it's probably probably about six months, seven months. And um, it's still fermenting. And you can take that um, that beer and you can put it in a distiller like you're making essential oil, and uh, it'll get all the alcohol out. And the stuff that's left in the bottom will be a thick syrup. And um, it has a natural sweet taste, you know, to it. Uh, but you got to remember, you know, you were making beer, and so it's going to have a certain degree of malt or sugar or whatever in it. But, um, um, man, that... Uh, that's some ring-a-ding-ding stuff, too, but it's not to get you high. It's just more of the essential essence. Yeah, that extract, that's what you were talking to me about. Yeah, that would work fine. Uh, just go ahead and do what you're going to do. Um, if, see, now, like, if you use, like, um, that small batch of video that I sent out on how to make uh, uh, Rick's oil, um, if you'll notice in there that um, they used um, uh, pure Everclear as the extractant, 190 grain alcohol, diesel fuel would be the same thing. Um, alcohol diesel fuel, not diesel fuel out of a truck, you know, or a car or a tractor. But um, uh, anyway, uh, they would take that and... Um, after they had extracted, they would put it into, let's say, uh, a double broiler. Uh, they would take, let's say, a pan on the bottom with water in it and uh, then put um, um, a green ceramic skillet inside, pour so much in, and then once that water got up to about 120, 130 degrees, 
it would start to boil off. And uh, consequently, that way, you would lose the Everclear. You know, you'd, you'd have to buy more Everclear. Uh, whereas if you had the um, essential oil and low-grade uh, temperature water distiller, uh, you could reclaim all of that and reuse it. Now, it ain't going to taste, uh, you know, I mean, if you don't think you're going to pour it in and make a drink, it ain't going to taste uh, right. It's going to be uh, uh, part of the flavorings from whatever you were extracting. But uh, that uh, would boil off, and uh, that essential oil or barley grease or grease that was left at the bottom, uh, that's a real highly concentrated form there. And so, I mean, there's several ways of doing this. But uh, this is all based on alchemical firing. You know, gas stove, you bully up. You could use an electrical um, um, uh, closed um, hot plate. Uh, that would work. You could also use a uh, electric skillet. Well, it might do that. I don't know. I don't know if anybody that's tried making any shine out of out of you know grass. <laughs> oh man! I don't know about making moonshine, but I know that if you go back and Nebuchadnezzar ate grass and cow dung. Yeah, but see, you, the concentration of chlorophyll, uh, which you're going to get, let's say, if you make Rick's oil, you're going to get a concentration of chlorophyll, too. But uh, uh, if you go through that small batch process, it's going to neutralize that. And besides, you're not going to take enough at any one time you know, to overload your system. Uh, let's just say that you had uh, mixed it and uh, it was still kind of a, a flow liquid, or maybe you cut it with a little 100% um, pure coconut oil and just shake it up. You can stick your pinky down in it, you know, up to about the first knuckle and pull it back out and just kind of suck it off your finger in that oil-type sense. And uh, about 45 minutes out, you know, you'll start telling some difference. But I would recommend using the real deal instead of that modified crap because, uh, see, the U.S. government's got a patent on everything from cannabidiol or all of its substructures. Uh, and, uh, uh, man, you see the list of shit that it will cure. Uh, it'll blow your mind. Then you understand why they took it off the market in 1934 from the Materia Medica uh, because of the fact they couldn't sell their damn uh, pharmaceutical license crap. It, uh, uh, 94% of all medication had hemp base in it. <laughs> yep, that was uh, that's true, Gypsy. <laughs> Gypsy done a uh, um, I don't know. I hadn't tried that, but I know that if you do it certain ways, you can you you can do all kinds of shit. You really want something for your flamethrower? All you got to do is get dish detergent and damn uh, gasoline. Mix them till it gels, and then you could refill the flamethrower uh, because basically you'd be shooting napalm. But anyway, uh, yeah, uh, a, a Google search, she says, for sexual anking. 
A-N-K-H-I-N-G. Uh, and there are a lot of great references there. And uh, I still don't see my Leah. Uh, maybe she'll come in. Several of these gals on here have, have operated at this uh, type of level. But uh, I know she'll do exactly what I ask her, and she uh, can sense it. And uh, consequently, uh, uh, that is the ability to to amplify your energy. And see, let's say you have two people. uh, Or I'm going to use you in the analogy. Let's say I run energy on Gypsy, and if she began to feel it, and she would breathe and build that energy up within herself. She would visualize me and the reconnection, which causes the entanglement and the transfer of that amplified energy that I sent to her and amplified within her through the high source within her, the divinity. And it would now come back good measure, pressed down, shaken together to me. I would then amplify that and send it back to her again. She would go through the same process and send it back to me. And we could do this two, three, four, five times. And every time the vibrational frequency of the mind body would begin to ascend. And let's say then somebody was uh, there and they were listening. We were on a call like this call. Uh, they could uh, uh, tap into it. Well, the instant they tapped into that source, it would be like creating a circle. And, uh, that divine self is uh, would be the very center of that circle. And uh, see, that's the pattern that's laid out in the three rings of Atlantis. And um, it'd be like using Moses' tabernacle in the wilderness, outer court, middle court, most holy court, um, conscious mind, subconscious, superconscious mind, and uh, that fourth aspect in the back where the delta time window is. And see, that's why in Montauk they use delta T-wave antennas because they were tapping into this higher source, but they were doing it through electronics. But you could do it just with your mind. Well, let's say that third person done this and began to amp in and do the same process that Gypsy and I were doing. Uh, it would start amping even more because now two or three touching any one thing, it is done for them. So what are we doing? We're amping up the energy to renew, rejuvenate, transform. And uh, so then uh, let's say another one picked up and decided it would step in. Everyone that ties into this and starts doing this procedure, push-pull, you know, you send it out, you absorb back. You send it out, you absorb back. Every time you do that, you're amping your energy level up, and this is the principle that was discovered in the uh, Peruvian temple site and the ancient circle, uh, but it only shows you two of the circles. Uh, They were the third outer court. And as they looked in, uh, in the circle, uh, they tapped into the superconscious mind or the divine high state. And so this is basically what you're seeing. Uh, does that make sense to you, fine folks? Brother, it makes perfect sense. Owlhawk says, yep. Oh, man. Jim, can you hold this down for a few minutes and let me run inside real quick? Uh, I need to get something else. To, I need to get some kind of a water or tea to drink because I'm telling you, I can feel this stuff amping in my head right now. 
And uh, I'm going to kind of need a little water or a little non-sweet iced tea or something. Just kind of keep everything. There's my Lulu girl. Damn it, she's in there. We're going to do this here. Uh, Jim, you might explain this to her while I go. Hopefully she got to hear it. But if she didn't, uh, kind of go back to it if you can. Let's see. You know, watch one, do one, teach one. You heard one. Now see if you can repeat it back. And then we're going to do the process. But uh, uh, see if you can do that and get her up to speed because she, she'll be able to rock on this boat. And I'll be back in. Take me about five about five minutes, uh, maybe no more than that. Okay. No, we understand that. Uh, White Wolf... Uh is when he comes back, he's going to uh, uh, do uh, show the fine folks on here about how to ramp up the energy and things like that. And uh, he was hoping, Lilu, that you would be his um, uh, help participate with him because he knows that you uh, that you would be able to do that. And uh, if 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 you want to call in, that's that's fine. That, that may even help even more. But when he comes back, cause, uh, like he was talking about ramping up the energy, when he see he can send energy basically, you know, to you and you back to him. And each time it does, it ramps it up. An- you know, another step, so to speak, or another degree. And the people on the call, if they tap, when they tap into it, it just intensifies it that much more. And he was hoping that you would be able to, you know, to uh, go through this with him. I'm not, that ain't the proper word to use. I was, I'm not saying a guinea pig. I don't mean it that way. Uh, someone that, you know, that he could uh, show the example where other people can uh, participate and uh, be able to understand how they can ramp up that energy. And he was hoping that you'd be a participant. He said that he knows from, you know, uh, your understanding and things like that that you would be able to you would know what it, exactly what it's talking about. I see you in there. You on the phone? Hi. Hey, how you doing? And by the way, thank you for last Sunday coming in and helping with the call. Well, thank you for having me. Sometimes you just catch me on a rare moment where I, I get to Run my trap. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but that's how we all learn. It's just come let us reason together. That's how each of us, each and every one of us learn by, you know, not all, not only one person has the, the, the information or the truth. It takes everybody jointly fit together, you know, to make it, you know, where everyone can understand. Well, I look forward to these calls. Oh, well, I do too. And, um, like I said, when White Wolf comes back, uh, and and I guess in this teaching, he wanted to be able to 
possibly use you as a, how can I put it, as a vessel? As a, as a willing participant? Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. That way uh, uh, people would be able to get an understanding of really what he's been talking about and how that they can uh, get a better understanding and practice it themselves. I, I've really been taking like a, taking a break from practicing energy work, I guess, for a lack of a better thing, because uh, when there's a lot of, and, and you would think that if there was a lot of turmoil, I should be doing it more, but, you know, you just get busy with everyday life, and sometimes you just don't make the time to do it, but it's, it's important for me to have this call, because then it designates the time, you know, throughout the week where I'm like, oh, yeah, 8 o'clock, okay, I'm going to get to it, so I click hurry up, and I was listening to it for a little bit, but I was trying to get the baby to bed so that I can have some some quiet time and actually pay attention without being disrupted. So, no, he's I, sleeping I, and I'm prepared. <laughs> no, I can understand it. He should be back momentarily. Have you felt any energy running uh, today? Did you have you felt any vibes or anything at all today? Yeah, I, yeah. Actually, it's it's really been like a high and low kind of day for me. I I was struggling at one point and I really had to work hard to come out of it. Um, sometimes I feel like it's not my own doing and I have to, uh, you know, center myself and kind of bring it back home. And then no, other I... times it's like, I just, I was just listening to the call for like, uh, 15 minutes and I'm already fired up. Like I, I can feel the warmth in my hands. Like I feel like when I get on the call, whether I just log in or I'm listening, I feel mm-hmm. like I connect with you guys. Ah, uh, yeah, I understand that. Like today, all day today, I was, uh, you know, it was just like I was amped up. <laughs> and, it, you know, and I was just putting out energy, you know. Yeah. Everybody that comes to my mind, you know, I was just putting it out there. And uh, I even tried to call once today, but I guess the phone was off or something. And I tried to call Matt, but... Uh, yeah, his his phone was dead. He's been he's been out and about having a a personal day. So me and the baby have been hanging out and kind of doing our own thing. I just put up some Christmas lights in their bedroom to change the scenery a little bit for her. Oh, that's I had um, it, it, well, it's funny because you guys were talking about lights, and I started getting fired up because um, learning about what different colors. And light do to you when you, yes. you know, when you're viewing them for a long period of time. I realized that the night light I had in my baby's room was red, and uh. you know what could that be doing to her? Because it, <laughs> you know, people say red does this or that. I mean, I, I'm not really sure from personal experience. It doesn't do much for me. Maybe I haven't been exposed to it. For long periods of time, um, I tend to shy away from it. But I just thought eh, maybe I should put some white light in her room just for good measure. <laughs> so I just took the other one down and put up some white lights in her bedroom. And she seemed to love it. No, I understand. I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm sure White Wolf can reiterate on it. But uh, uh, the red is like the 
the ground chakra, you know, and then it rises up from there, you know, red, yellow, uh, you know, orange, green, blue, indigo, and violet. Yeah, so that so it's relating to the chakras and the different centers that the the colors of light are responding with, right? Yes. So if she had like a red light in her room, then that's involuntarily uh, tapping her into that chakra. That's what I'm curious about. Uh, mm, uh. There may be a possibility, I'm not sure. Why, Wolf, are you in there yet? He said he'd be right back. Uh, uh, I think that's a possibility because I know the green chakra is the heart chakra. And the, you know, you got the orange and the yellow with, you know, the solar plex area. Yeah, I remember him saying that you should send white light to other people and yourself because that's all colors, you know, well, especially yeah. for healing. Because initially I would do, like, blue and green. I was associating that with, like, healing and spirit. But the white light made a lot more sense. Well, white has it all in there, all the chakra colors, red, yellow, orange, green, blue, indigo, and violet. It even has black in there. The hidden aspect. See, that's that's awesome and confusing at the same time because I thought that black had all the colors in it. Well, I mean, I would think black and white. <laughs> I, I think it would both from either way you look at it, it would have them all in there. But I know white has has all of it in there, even the black. Surprising why White Wolf ain't back yet. He said he'd be right back. I'm, re- I'm reading the the text right now. I was just texting back to Tom, and he's telling me about the the different colored lights, and it's better to have no night light, uh, which you know, I agree too. That would give her a more restful sleep. Um, I've tried that. She'll wake up really upset. Um, maybe it was from something else, but I related it to the no nightlight. But I'm I'm gonna try that. Yeah. Well, a lot of times, a lot of kids, okay, if they wake up and they don't have no light in the room, some get you know they get scared. But if they have like a you know a nightlight, but it's just emitting a small amount of light. It's more soothing. It's not real bright, but, you know, just enough to, you know, that it can lull them right back to sleep. Yeah, so it's still dark on her side of the room where her crib is. And I have, um, they're like a really soft white light, like little snowflake lights, very small. It's not like all throughout her room. Oh, that I think oh. that would be more than enough. I don't think that would you know, cause her to have any kind of, you know, discomfort. Yeah, because it's still dark. Like, you can't really make out, like, her face, you know, standing from, like, the door and, and that side. So hopefully that's good. We'll see how it goes. It's the first night, so. Oh, I understand. Why, Wolf, you in there? Yeah, I'm, I'm just catching up on the reading here and listening. 
Hi. Hello, good looking. How you doing? Fabulous. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing fine. How's the baby? She is so awesome, I can barely keep up with her. <laughs> that sounds good. And the old man, how's he, how's he working? Oh, man, he is like wildfire. Ever since the fall hit, he's got ants in his pants. Like, <laughs> I couldn't... <laughs> I couldn't weigh him down if I tried, but man, he's he's good. That sounds great. That sounds great. You don't have to weigh him down. All you gotta do is wear him out. I'm afraid he'll never come back. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so uh, much fun to be had out there, you know. He's like uh, he's a rare bird. I feel bad for caging him, you know, but yeah. sometimes <laughs> I can understand that. Um, I would like for you to do a favor and participate with me tonight, and um, um, I want you to uh, to get to where you can kind of sit and and relax and kind of use your meditative state. Uh, you may close your eyes or whatever, uh, but uh, set to where you can manipulate and run your energy. You got to take two or three deep breaths and and kind of began to pull your energy up to where you can feel the electrical current in your system. And um, as I connect with you, you'll feel the tingle, the warmth uh, surrounding you because, see, the instant I put my mind on you or you and you put your mind on me, we have instantly entangled. Um, and uh, we do that through the torsion field. And this torsion field is kind of like... Um, the divine medium, or medium, if you will, to where everything is connected. And um, as you entangle in that, uh, let's say you project and send out energy to the, another person or that person you're dealing with, uh, you're sending it to the high inner self, the divine self inside of that individual. It's kind of like feeding the God energy but you're doing it by willful intent. Well, that individual's doing the same thing. Once they feel the energy level build up, they manipulate it, roll it, and send it back to you. Now, it amped up because it came in amplified from you. Uh, once it's inside, it'll amplify up, and then now when you send it back, it's amped even higher, and you can do that several times, and you can see just me talking about I'm trying not to... To, to connect, I'm just explaining. I've got my eyes shut, but I'm having to watch what I'm doing because and just me talking about it, it starts amping and ramping up. And uh, then once you and I get it to rolling, let's say somebody else on the call out there wants to participate, well, they can just tap in to see, and let, let's say, the two of us now, maybe three or the four or whatever in a circle, and visualize that light energy, that electromagnetic energy, but yet it's even higher than, say, normal electromagnetics, and uh, they've tried testing it, and uh, they know that it influences in, from, and through the torsion field, and they just don't fully understand it because it, it just blows the doors off of even uh, uh, quantum physics and uh, quantum entanglement, in a sense, or a quantified, uh, um, a unified field, if you will. 
And um, as we all began to do that and flip it and run it and raise it back and forth, it begins to raise the energy. And once we all get it raised up, uh, you could be in a place that someone, if they were trying to hunt you down, and you could recall and pull that energy up at that time, they couldn't see you. Oh, shoot, because you're going to another dimension and realm that they can't go. Their mind can't travel there. And consequently, neither can their body. But you can because your mind is there, and therefore where your mind is, your body must accompany and follow. And so the vibrational frequency increases. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I'm doing some rapid breath of fire to try and raise my energy right now. My hands are tingling, very warm. You should begin to feel a strong energy all around you. Come down your feet. I feel it in your knees, your legs going to your feet. I'm feeling from you now. You feel the push and the pull of the energy flow? Yeah, I do. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. When you feel, when you receive it, just suck it in and spin it over. Run it through your body. Take another breath, and you might say, "When I send it out, I'm blowing out. When I'm pulling it in, I'm breathing back." And so I create that breathing cycle or circuit. And what it's doing is that uh, that energy level is uh, propping up uh, my entire body, like goose pimples, hair, uh, everything begins to rise. My ears are ringing. Good. Do you have a tear ring in your eye? Say it again. Okay, then you're at theta. Now, the rest of you, if you want to pitch in, you can start doing the same thing we're doing and just amplify it in the circle. Now, watch what the power level is going to begin to come on up. It'll come up not only for us, uh, Lilu, but it'll come up for them. Joy, joy.
every cell in my body just humming right now. That's the way it should be. And see, every time you do like this and you think like this, when you're meditating from now on, you remember how this feels, and you can recall it. Now, let's let's continue to go. somebody on the call. Uh, As we continue to do this, see, what happens is you raise your energy level with this intent, you begin to change the frequency of not only the people on this call, but everybody around us. See, there's no time, no space, no distance, and we're all connected. This divine source is in every one of us. Even though we're individualized, we collectively are still totally one. And so as we began to do this, it's kind of like uh, a god or two gods or multiple gods having a sexual union because that's what the agape love feast really is. Oh, man. And uh, excuse me. And so uh, if you feel this orgasmic exchange begin to occur within yourself, that's normal. You may even feel the Kundalini rise up your spine and the warmth, the tingle. You feel it as it goes into your brain. You might feel shui, 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 shui. I, I, I. What I did is I pulled that energy up my spine. I rolled it around in the head several times because that's like the orb of what you might call heaven. And as I hold it there, all of you should be rising in a consciousness at the same time. There should be a marked difference in the way you feel and think. Feel my hands on you, Lelou. My whole body's sweating right now. It's amazing. Tingling, like, as soon as I feel that overwhelming, like I'm full of energy, I'm just sending it back out with a real deep, strong exhale. Yeah, that's exactly what you should do. And I can feel it all over my head until it's going to pop off. (laughs) 
yeah, my feet are sweating, my hands are sweating. They don't normally do that when I meditate by myself. Yeah. I feel it all over my entire body. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, if you become sexually excited with it, allow that to enter into your energy exchange because sexual energy, if we put you on the scale and start tracking your energy level, as you go through this and you amp up with your mind like this, your power level begins to increase exponentially. And uh, it gets to a point that no matter, once you think about something and you send it, it, it can reach out and you can change them. Matter of fact, let's amp on up a little bit, and then we're going to think about Inca. And we're going to begin to breathe and do uh, the same thing. Even though she don't know it, it's going to affect and change through the subtleness of our mind projecting and touching her because she's really one with us. It's just she may not be cognizantly aware what we're doing, but our intent will cause the blessing to come to her for healing. Uh, uh, uh. Uh. It's making you yawn what it is. It's triggering your theta wave. That's in the superconscious area of the brain-mind connection. Right hand to your right hand, 
when you tell me it's warm, then I can go ahead and start. But if I have to change hands and you tell me it's cold on the left or uh, warm on the left and cold on the right, then uh, I'll change the energy in my mind and come back with my right. And when it was cold, it's now going to be hot. Once it gets hot, I began to spin the vortex in the palm of your hand to the left. My left, your, well, it'll be your left too. It'll just be going backwards, so to speak. Then I'll go to the little bitty finger on the end and run energy out, and I'll skip your ring finger, uh, spin it in the center, and come back out to the finger next to your ring finger, go back up, spin it again in the palm, come back out, let's say that index, and then back up and spin it again in the palm, go out the thumb, come back down, spin it again the deal. Now I'm going to come down the ring finger. You're going to feel the energy begin to concentrate and run out and into your ring finger right now. Because they remember how it felt in the womb. 
and so they're always trying to climb back in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't. They don't want to get out. They want to stay there. <laughs> that was absolutely wonderful. Thank you for letting me participate in that. Well, now people on the call are going to hear this, and it's going to work for them if they start breathing with it. See, just the fact that we have put it in time and space, we have created that vibration. And you'll feel it like right now. It's all over my neck, my shoulders, my back, my legs, my arms and elbows. I feel very youthful and vibrant right now. Oh, yeah. And it's like an it's like a afterglow after a really good uh, um, sexual session. You know what I mean? Just, Absolutely. Oh God, you're just in that place, and it just time and space just almost ceases to exist. Yeah, and it just stays like a like magnetically warm. You know. That's correct. That is correct. See, electricity and magnetism can generate heat or cool. It depends on how you use it. Oh, shoot. Like right now, see, I'm having to, I've got the backwash of that afterglow, and I'm having to allow my system to to re-augment to go back to a a state, oh, man. Uh, Oh. Uh. Oh, Lulu, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. That was exactly what I needed. <laughs> I'm still getting feedback from you. Just remember, any time that comes to your mind, or I mean, we're all connected, and you can... You can feel what they call the vibe or the electrical current or the flow moving, and yeah, uh, that's correct, Jim. Uh, see, and, and as you go into this state of mind and being, um, see, this is why Silva would use a metronome, um, and he'd give you the tick, tock, tick, tock, tick. He was carrying you to an alpha state. Well, once you've done that a time or two, and uh, they instructed you to become aware of how you feel, you know, the sensations, your body, your mind, etc. You can return to that level of mind just by closing your eyes, taking a deep breath, and if you say three, 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 two, 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 one, 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 boom, you're back at the basic level of the mind. Now, and see, at the time that I went through Silva and I had that Holy Ghost type experience, that Pentecostal experience, I immediately started using it to pray for people to heal them. And we had a lady that had a really bad toothache, and they couldn't get it stopped. And uh, I run energy on her, and boom, it just took it away. Well, based upon my beliefs at that time, this little voice in my head come back and said, now, smartass, 
Tell her who and how you did. Tell her who did it and how you did it. And so I explained to her. And um, at that time, see, I didn't know anything other than Jesus Christ. And I seen a uh, the name Jesus and Christ, and in a flame of fire, you know, in my con- in my subconscious mind on my miller, uh, mirror of the mind. Well, in reality, there's one of these guys that makes a statement on some of these tapes in here. And you're going to hear him say that Jesus Christ is not a name like people think of it. It is a title. And that is really correct because it's telling you of an individual that this particular application has occurred in, and Jesus is like the illuminated state. That's why it says um, Zeus, Zeus, Peter, Vitarius, Peter, Vitarius, Jupiter, Saul Invictus, the Invincible Sun. And it's referring about the invincible state of, of light that occurs in this realm of the conscious mind once it's enlightened. Once it's enlightened and you apply certain techniques, you trigger the prism effect. And so you would be technically operating as Jesus the Christ because that activation would have occurred, but yet in reality you're using the formula of Yod going through the window of the door of the mind into the bath, the sub-superconscious mind, and you're impregnating her with this idea. She's now going to amp it up. She's going to come back through that window, Adam, and give it right back to your ass. She gave to her husband with her. Make sense? Absolutely. See, the whole story of the scriptures is talking about each of us individually, and that's going to this high-level state of mind and being. And as you do this, it also accelerates your ability to learn and uh, acquire knowledge because it begins to open the infinite archives of what they might call the Akashic Record unto you. Because, see, it's always on file. The super and subconscious mind never forgets anything. So I hear people tell me, man, I can't remember this and I can't remember that. And I said, the only reason you can't is because they told you you couldn't and that it was supposed to get bad. And I said, if you keep going, you will not remember which hand to wipe your ass with. Man, what'd you say? I said, I didn't stutter and you heard me. And, uh, you know, so they start waking up to that. Uh, But... uh, all of you individuals, you can do this. I just explained this to a guy. He's now dead. He got killed in a motorcycle accident. But uh, he explained it to a girl whose brother had a tumor, and uh, he was really, they expected him to die, but the surgeons wanted to go do surgery, you know, because that's another Beamer payment. And uh, at that time, it was the cost of a Beamer. And so he taught his sister how to take and drop the level and do this same type of mental exercise of send, uh, sending out and transferring energy to uh, her brother. And uh, so uh, uh, she got to see him two days later and was telling him what had happened, and he had been in, and the surgeons were all scratching their butt and their elbows and everything else because all of a sudden the tumor was no longer there. It was gone. It just happened overnight. Now, did they remove the tumor by this action and the operation of the mind? Absolutely.
Well, number 10, if you can't tell the difference between constipation and an orgasm, I think you probably need two or three orgasms. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm still reeling in that afterglow. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm still coasting on it. Number 10 says, somebody sounds like they need X-Lax. That's why I made the statement. If they can't tell the difference between the sounds of constipation and an orgasm, they need two or three orgasms. I mean, if if they if they're getting any of any of this here, they got to be filling them in every part of their body. I mean, oh, it will, it, it really will, Jim. Um, I, I had a lady that um, they had got her on opiates in uh, Burnett, Texas. I mean, a knockdown, gorgeous ass woman. Well, they got her hooked to the point that uh, she started giving it up, you know, to get the pills. And her stomach swelled up. She looked like she was about four months, maybe five months pregnant. And uh, it was because her bowel would move. And uh, thank you, honey. I appreciate that. They had to take and uh, and do all kinds of stuff, you know, to get her to even have a bowel movement. Sometimes they'd have to go in every uh, 30 days, you know, and move her. And uh, so I got uh, a friend that was there, another woman and her. And I carried her to uh, her mother and daddy's bedroom and had her lay down, and I worked and run energy on her stomach. I told her, I said, in 45 minutes, I said, you're going to feel a movement coming. It's not going to be gas. It ain't going to be a fart. So you better find yourself an ivory goddess to park your little butt cheeks on. I said, because everything is going to be passing by. She said, but it don't. I said, ma'am, just believe me. It's going to happen. And uh, sure enough, about 45 minutes later, man, let me tell you, it was thunder and lightning and a full pot, you know. I mean, she made a total uh, uh, dump, you know. And uh, uh, see, it it can do everything. It straightens that out. Well, what was really wrong? The pain and stuff like that, um, she had had a leg or, yeah, her leg or thigh was broken. And what they done was they put heating pads on it. And they kept putting heating pads, and she kept turning it up till she put heat down in the center of that bone and the nerve and stuff, and she damn near ruined her leg. Uh, but, I mean, that that woman could have been in a beauty contest at any time, any place. I mean, she was absolutely a beautiful, blonde-headed, blue-eyed, well-built, good-looking woman. And uh, after that... Uh, uh, you know, I talked to them and told them what to do to keep her regular. But uh, this this can do anything. You can heal with this. You can kill with this. This is why the government is really so damned afraid of it because, uh, see, they're having to figure out how to do it uh, with energy or they got one or two or three people that can do part of this. Uh, but if you know how to do it and those people try to hurt or harm you, this thing will eat their ass up. I mean, it literally will eat them up. And uh, once they get burned a couple of times, let me tell you something. The word gets around. They won't jack with you. I know they used to try to mess with me and my family, and after I worked on them a couple of times, and I never even heard them. I just let them face themselves. And um, um, sometimes up to a month, 45 days out, it would look like they had just had a beating the night before and had been beat on for a month. So, I mean, uh, th- this, this here is powerful stuff. If they mess with you too bad, 
and you're praying and sending good to them, uh, that that high source, uh, it'll remove them if it has to. Uh, so I'm just telling you, this, this here is a great way to help people. You don't have to hurt them. Killing don't work. But you start praying in that high divine mind like we were doing a while ago, and you do this regularly, you're going to find your energy level, your entire body, everything around you, people around you, they're all going to go to changing. Always look. There's going to be an opening. You might see a shift in color. Uh, someone may come up to you and talk to you, and then uh, they'll look like and sound like that they're real. And if you turn your head and look back, they won't be, there won't be nobody there. They'll be gone. Just like in that movie. Uh, the Philistine prophecy uh, that they made in 2006. Oh, man. Still pulling. Yes, sir. I mean, it's just like it it gets a hold of you and don't want to let go. That's good. Oh, yeah. You don't have to let go. You can have it. See, that's like sexual ranking. That's why when you manipulate and run that energy back and forth between you and your partner or partners, uh, let me tell you, some serious things can go to happening. But see, uh, our people have been taught the taboos of different stuff, and they don't know. And uh, most of them, their little darling beliefs, bless their heart, they just flat ass cannot get the trunk open so they can get out and get some fresh air. They're, they're bound in that box of religious ignorance. Oh, man. Man, that tea tastes good. I don't drink tea with sugar. They make unsweetened tea for me. Oh, man, that is so good. Shawnee made me a fresh batch, boiled it up. They let the tea bag set in it so long. They don't boil it, you know, with a bag in it, but they boil the water and drop the tea bag in and cover it and give it so uh, long to steep, and then they uh, take the bag out, squeeze it out, and pour the water into, uh, you know, a big pitcher, and then... um, depending on how much they got, that'd usually make, uh, I think it'll make up to a gallon the way they got it. I told them they'll make quite a gallon. It'll make it a little less so it's a little more concentrated. And so they make me a real good picture of some high-grade unsweetened tea. And I mean, it is scrumptious. Oh, man. It feels like, it kind of feels like you're you're drunk in a way, but you're not. But but it's a it's like a good drunk. I don't know how to explain that. But. Yeah, it's it's you're in a state of relaxation. You're in a state where all your cares, all the problems have been moved away. You're in a state where your electrical current uh, in the body, the energy level, is recovered. You're in a state where it says uh, you'll read in the New Testament. It talks about uh, when the master of the house is there. And the servant comes in, he feeds the master first, and then the master feeds the servant at the table. But what we did was we effectively fed what you might call the master of the house, the dweller in the temple, the true divine self. As we fed it by our willful intent, breathing, and energy, it built up and started sending that amplified blessing back to us individually and collectively. And so now we're in the afterglow of eating 
that meal of manna or that meal of energy, that pyronic energy, that odentic force, that argon, orgasmic type energy. <laughs> we have just had a agape love feast where the several gods that are on the call that operated in this level of the mind, because you're all gods, we operated in that level, and consequently we have the feast and the sexual uh, energy uh, copulation of uh, the divine self. And so that's really kind of what you're seeing and feeling um, and is referred to um, on one of a couple of levels in the Agape Love Feast that's also referred to in the New Testament. Oh, it's fantastic. That's all I could say. <laughs> oh, man. I'm still feeling like everything's become new. Yeah. Oh, oh man. man I'm just savoring the moment. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Uh, and uh, see, this this is why, see, it, you can have a sexual exchange, a physical sexual exchange. And while it may be great, uh, once a person really knows how to reel and run this energy and flip it, um, even as great as a physical sexual exchange is, this level of energy can exceed that. And as they in tune more and more to it, um, it just goes beyond. Uh, and see, I mean, uh, God, there's just all kind of wonderful things happen because, see, as you come to this state of rest and relaxation, returning in rest shall you be saved, uh, that Isaiah refers to, uh, then uh, you're returning to this oneness. And that oneness renews and restores the physical body and everything in the body and mind connection. Silas, you are you referring to me uh, as being in Houston? My phone is a Houston exchange call phone. Violet you. Nope, not maybe somebody else is talking about. Okay. But uh, if you check my call and my phone number on the front, I don't even know what the hell it is. I'd have to look at it and find out what my own number is. Um, oh, I don't know. Uh, that could be. There's a lot of good sound systems in Houston, and uh, a lot of uh, specialized uh, dual polarity programming can be done there on multiple tracks. I I uh, first listened to a guy, uh, Frank Barnes, a uh, sound engineer that was in Houston, and Frank... Uh, um, 
Um, Violet, you, you have my email, right? Violet Hugh, you have my email. You have my email, and you'll send me your phone number, and I'll do my best uh, to get back, kind of give me an idea of what time you might be available, because uh, I can't always... Uh, uh, just connect up when you want to. Are you in a central time zone also? Violet you, I could feel you. <laughs> I absolutely can feel you. Sure, it's when I hear what the heck. Sure, I, I, I. Uh, uh. Yep, I could see the smile, and I feel the effects of the smile. <laughs> Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> so your thoughts entangle with people. All they have to do is open their mind to them and they can uh, they can access them. And uh, you, uh, you, uh, you can physically change all kinds of things. Jim, why don't you talk a little bit? Let me kind of. Oh man, Violet Hughes, you're pulling. I can feel it. But they need what? to be able to be open to be able to, to and receptive to it in order to be able to, you know, connect <laughs> with. Hmm. Yeah. I'm listening to you, Jim. It's just. Violet Hugh was still pulling, so I just turned the energy around and overloaded it and then cranked it out. No, I, I know what you mean. I can I can feel. I mean, it, it's, it's got a hold of my ears, my ears. My eyes are tearing, and I mean, a lot well, of... Gypsy can, can link up like this, and Lulu can link up really good. Yeah, I mean, they've got to have um, a living sexual nature with them. That's one of the things, that's quite, uh, you read in scripture and it'll talk about a priest, if he had crushed testicles um, or if his uh, uh, third member didn't work, as the fellow said, uh, he couldn't be a priest. 
You understand what I'm saying? Yes. I mean, whatever we put our mind on, it is. I don't think you're hard. Yeah, she made a statement. She said, I'm hard to reach mentally. No, you ain't hard to reach mentally. Hell, I've been sitting here just reaching you back and forth, and I can feel you and and what's going on in your physical body and the way you feel. You ain't hard to reach at all. Oh, man. Talk on, Jim. Let me rest a minute. As you say, uh, as the mind goes, the body will follow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, well, that was the experience for you, Lilu, and the others on there. I'm still running energy right now <laughs> while you guys are talking. I'm sending it out. Uh, I, uh, that's probably what it is also. Yeah, I could love it. It ain't never left me. I mean, I'm ramping up. <laughs> well, I, I had a moment there where it was like a, a really strong come down from the energy. And my, my limbs were... You know, my feet and hands started to feel a little cool, so I went back and started doing some stretches and running the energy back through again and doing that real strong breathing. That breath of fire is like, I don't even know how to explain it. But that was the that was the thing that was so convincing for me when I started to do yoga is I had done all the stretches and moves, and I wasn't really that good at it. But when I started doing the kundalini yoga, I could actually feel the energy moving through me with the breath. Oh, I... So that, that, that's when I started making the connection between the breath and moving the energy with my thoughts. There you go. There you go. That's what I want to hear. Because it but I'm does. getting a lot, I'm getting a lot better at it now that I've been listening to the call for a really long time and understanding the little tricks here and there. Yeah. Yeah. See, the more you hear it, the easier it becomes. And then, see, once you've got it down, or at least you've got it enough that you're confident, you can start using it with other people. Yeah. And uh, you could, you could. Uh, um, you could work out with uh, Matt or someone else that's close to you. <coughs> Hook up on a phone call. The only thing you have to do is sometimes a mate um, or a um, girl or boyfriend, so to speak, uh, that they, they can't do it or they're not locked into it. Uh, they can get kind of uh, on the jealous side, you know, or they want to know so bad about what's going on that you can feel the intrusion from their mind. Right. uh, It's kind of like feeling someone lurking over your shoulder. Yeah, that's exactly correct. uh, That's what happens when I'm up here. I have, like, a separate room, but if I start running energy or if I'm I'm meditating, you know, of any sort, I start feeling like there's, there's something coming up the stairs or automatically I have watchers 
you know, yeah. like I'm I'm drawing attention to myself by doing that, and I'm learning how to focus away from that. Just focus well, on what I'm doing. Uh, in, a, in a sense, you will be drawing uh, them to you because what's happening is that uh, most of them are not at that level of peace, and by feeling it, it's you become like a magnet, and uh, they just naturally are attracted to you. It's kind of like uh, you walk into a place and you've never met an individual before in your life and uh, you cross around the corner and you happen to look up and just for a split second, your eyes lock. You feel it in the pit of your stomach. That sexual energy turns over and you don't know why or what caused it, but there was some type of a connection there that just triggered every, every, every bell that you got in you. You know what I mean? Yes, that happens quite often. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you said, it's that it's that magnetism. It's, it feels involuntary. I mean, I can I can leave the house and be like, you know what? I just I'm just doing my own thing. I don't want anyone to approach me. But no matter where I go, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm always going to attract some sort of energy, like I'm a giant magnet. And the more I'm working on this, the more attention that I'm getting involuntarily. <laughs> well, it's like right. a dynamo. And, 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 uh, and I, I don't know physically as far as laying eyes on you. I haven't. But yet I do, in a sense, I can see you right now. And uh, uh, But I, I would be willing to nickel to a donut that... Uh, uh, you're probably a really good-looking woman anyway, and when you go in somewhere, you're going to attract attention. And uh, as a hot-looking woman and woman that's got vibrational frequencies within, I mean, anybody and everything, male or female, they're going to be attracted to you. Uh, babies may even trigger, trigger and uh, I can walk by in a deal, and babies will look up and see me, and all of a sudden they'll just go to giggling and smiling, and their mother and daddy will say, damn, what, look at that. Because uh, the baby don't normally do that. and I That's really that funny you say that because I've had like little, ba- you know, it's, a lot of the times they'll wave at me or say hi or be like, I love that girl. And I've never even met this little, you know, four or five-year-old yeah. girl. <laughs> Absolutely. It's really and funny you said that. Well, I mean, uh, you know, you say things that, that help reinforce your confidence because, um, um um, it it just naturally does. Now, somebody else, see, Violet, you wrote, Earth side grounded, Gemini side high flying. Um, and the grounded part is what caught my attention there, is that if you will go out at least once a day and uh, just take your, you know, if you got shoes on, take your shoes and socks off and just put your feet on the ground and sit there for, say, 10 to 15 minutes and let the energy flow through your feet and rebalance your system. Uh, if you do that a few days in uh, running, you're going to find that uh, uh, a lot of the stress and the cares and what might appear as a sickness or, or little uh, physical bumps will begin to disappear, and uh, you'll become much, uh, much more level, much more grounded, much more at peace. Uh, more confident about uh, the fact that you know where you're going. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I I definitely don't spend enough time outside and actually in touch with the earth physically. And lately, I've been I've been really feeling that urge to just 
get out there, get out in the woods, away from it all, and and touch base, you know, home base. Yeah, you can, uh, uh, Valid Hugh ironically makes a statement, uh, I need to go hug a tree. Well, in, in Tai Chi Chen, one of the martial skills is sun style. Uh, we were taught how to breathe like in Qigong, and uh, you went up and uh, you assumed the stance uh, next to the tree, one, uh, you know, to where you were in, say, a push-pull stance for Tui Show. And uh, one leg would be forward, one back, and you would take both hands and reach out and just put your hands on the tree. And as you do, you begin to breathe, and as you breathe in and out, you'll feel your body raise and contract naturally because what it's doing, it's uh, like in the, um, 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 the uh, string of pearls or the uh, brocade. Uh, what you're doing is that uh, you're extending the opening between the joints. And so if you concentrate that, uh, people walk around uh, let's say if they do a punch because of the way that they're tight all the time, uh, their punch will be one and a half to two and a half inches shorter than if they learned how to breathe like that and naturally relax the joints. The joints will expand, and it allows the flow of energy, blood, etc., and lymphatics through the joint connections, and uh, your reach will be up to sometimes two and a half inches longer than normal. And uh, that is one of the specialized techniques. But as you breathe, you're drawing energy from that tree. That tree is being uh, blessed, and so is the earth, and so are you. Uh, you're becoming one with it. I'm definitely going to try that. There's been times where um, I felt really disconnected, and I would just sit down, and um, and I start imagining that, from my roots, you know, I was the seed of a tree, and my roots were spreading downward in like a left direction spiral all the way from the attic where I am, you know, through um, the first floor down past the basement into the ground, and then as soon as I hit the ground, I touched base with it, and then I imagined pulling the energy up from the ground, and I'm... yeah. I'm doing like rhythmic breathing, and once I feel the energy start to rise and it gets to my heart, then I extend my arms and I imagine that they're, you know, the branches of a tree stretching yeah. outward. So I'm I'm trying to take the energy from the earth and bring it back up, just using my mind. And then by the time I get up to to my head, it's just humming like a pressure in my head and I imagine it going up and out through the house and seeing yeah. the sunlight. And that works really well for me. <laughs> I, I'm sure it does. Uh, Violet, you, uh, would your first name happen to be Carol? Violet Hugh, would your name happen to be Carol? Oh, okay. 
and uh, it, it, it's a great feeling. I know that. Yeah, I am too. I'm in that dreamy state. Barbara, are you up close to the uh, the Red River? Barbara and Randy. It is a hypnagogic state. Barb, you were up on the on the Dadgum Red River up in there, if I'm not mistaken, or not far from it. How is Randy doing? <laughs> okay, good girl. Thank you. Oh, man. Jim, take this for I'm going to back out of here and go lay my butt down because I have got to get up early. And I, right now, I, man, it's like I, I don't take sleeping pills and stuff, but, boy, I'm telling you, I could just lay down and say, oh, man. I'm just the opposite. I'll probably be up till 4 in the morning. <laughs> Well, I mean, I know what you're saying, but I've been doing a lot of things, and and uh, this really was good. I mean, I got such a feedback flow of energy that what happens is all that energy was causing that high self to go to healing my body. And uh, I don't even have any pain in the graft side area on my left leg. As a matter of fact, hopefully tomorrow, uh, this year will have closed up enough that uh, everything is good to go again. Uh, uh, man, that guy has really done some good work on that, uh, getting it to grow in. Uh, uh, see, what was it, three weeks ago he used a sheepskin, and then uh, last week, a uh, week back, he used uh, collagen. And then uh, this past Monday he used, uh, they put some stuff on it, just kind of let it calm down. And they only put a little bit of collagen in certain spots and then rebandaged it. And uh, uh, it will probably be totally filled in tomorrow. It's possible that I might have to go one more time, but I, I think it's going to be pretty close to, you know, finished out. Uh, and, uh, yeah, a lot of folks in Texas play in them bands, you know what I mean? Yes, sir, Rick. Boy, how'd it do? Be kind of like, uh, I can't help it. I like some of the old country, uh, the Texas swing in particular. Man, I'm a big fan of old Bob Wills. Boy, I liked him and the Light Crust Doughboys, Texas Playboys. And uh, a real good friend of mine was Easy Adams. And... Uh, the Texas Playboys, I believe it was. Yeah, Easy and the Texas Playboys. He was in San Antonio. And I know Leon McAutliff and several of the others, Chubby Wise and them, was good on a fiddle. But I am telling you, Easy Adams, I know why they called him Easy. He was the smoothest fiddle player I have ever heard in my life. Um, he lived not far from me in San Antonio. He's a real good friend.
Well, if he said Jesus is Lord, if he understood the formula, uh, he, he might. Yeah, I like sleep at the wheel, too. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, Willie Whalen and the boys, man, I remember him and them. Uh, I remember being out at Otto Krause's uh, Otto place uh, out there uh, uh, at uh, Helotus. And, oh, man, I've been around all them kind of folks out there. Uh, I remember when uh, Ernest Dub and, uh, 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 oh, and Texas Troubadours used to be and uh, go to Bobby Barker's, uh, the world-famous farmer's daughter, Bobby Barker in San Antonio. I mean to tell you, matter of fact, that was the first date Bernice and I went on back in 67. Well, Lucifer's the bright shining one. If you uh, referring about the one that's the day star, the daybringer, that informs and brings, that's correct, twelve. Then uh, that could be an excellent term. And I hear all these people discuss Lucifer, this, and that, and the other, and I know they absolutely do not know what the Sam hell it means. They listen to some dumbass preacher blow smoke up their butt for years. Oh, anyway, Jim, why don't y'all take this thing? I'll listen, but I'll be honest with you. I'm just going to kick back and relax because i got to be up early to travel. And uh, I love y'all. Lulu, thank you. Gypsy, Violet, you. Uh, Barbara, give my best to Randy. And the rest of you fine folks, uh, Wade, catch you all later, fine folks. Shalom, prosper, and be in hell. And I'm going to let y'all have it for this night. Good night. Thank you very much. Yeah. You're welcome, buddy. Shalom, White Wolf. Shalom. Love you all. Good night. Yeah, good night. Well, this has been a great call. I mean, there's a. we just need to, like it says, we not just be hearers, but be doers also. The more we practice it, the better it gets, and the more we know about it. And it it will work not once in a while, but it's on time every time, all the time. Anybody out there? I'm still here. I was just texting Matt, seeing what he's got going on right now. Oh. Wow. So that was incredible. I was not expecting that, and I'm, I'm really excited that I got to participate. Well, I'm glad for that. I mean, I mean, this, that this way. I mean, people can get a better understanding and really understand that, you know, that, that the more they, you know, do that, the more they understand it, it amps up more and more and more each time. And then even to the point where they have the out-of-body experience or like White Wolf says, you know, that orgasm that don't want to quit. <laughs> 
Yeah, it just kept it just kept on circulating. Oh yeah, I mean it. It's a wonderful thing, and I mean, didn't I mean other things will open up to you, and uh, you know the higher self will show you greater things too. And I mean, there'll be times you just think on something, and then wham, it it's there. I mean, you know it happens. I mean that's the great thing about it. We when once we get rid of all that old teaching, so to speak, and that we free our mind of that stuff that you know they tell you a little bit of the truth, but they give you a lot of the mixed up junk with it. Once we can get rid of all that there and have a clear mind and a clear understanding, I mean things just start opening up to you more and more and more, and. It's just a, it's a fantastic thing. And I could tell people, you know, be like Nike, just do it. Don't, you know, I know sometimes it may seem like a fearful thing to step out in something you don't quite understand. But, I mean, if you feel a good vibration from it, even though you don't understand it, be open to it to see where it takes you. You know, proceed with caution, but I'm just saying, be willing to allow it to, to, to yourself to go there. But if you have a uneasy feeling or a bad feeling, then don't attempt to do that. But uh, uh, Yeah, I've definitely been spending more time um, trying to find the root of what the different vibrations I feel from different thoughts or different experiences. You know, like, is this, um, like I'll say to myself, is this, you know, something that I should really feel bad about or is this something I should really feel good about? And trying to hone in on what the root of it is because I'm realizing how much has really been programming from, you know, childhood or adolescence or adulthood, whatever it might be. And it's uh it's been quite a journey. <laughs> no, I understand. Well you know. like it, it says test the spirits or test the minds, same thing, you know. And it you know, you'll find out if it's a good or bad or whatever. But if we don't test it and try it, you'll never know. But a lot of people, I mean, they hear it and they say, oh, yeah, that sounds good. I'd like to do it. But yet, you know, it says don't be a hearer only, but be a doer also. Just be open to be able to step into it. But, we, you know, but a lot of people got all those blockages in their mind from the, from youth up, you know, not, you know, that they don't want to let go of sometimes. But I, I've just learned to be open-minded and, you know, I'll take that step and step into it. And nine times out of ten, it works out for the good. But there have been times that, you know, you take that first step and then something don't seem quite right. You just back up, like it says, and go the other direction. 
But if we want to reach the heights of our true self, we have to be open to it and not be afraid to step out. It's like that overachiever. And you got the underachiever and the overachiever. I mean, you got people that go to a certain point and stop. They're afraid to take that a step further because, you know, they're either going to be ridiculed or whatever the case may be. But there's them other people, they're not going to take no for an answer. They're going to press on and press through, and they somehow end up getting the prize. And I think that's what yeah, we need to do. you got to have a lot of patience, too. You know, there's a lot of, um, well, for me, at first, it was that need to know that it works now kind of thing or need to see it to believe it. And that was, like, a really long time ago. As I've been learning about dreams and energy work, just like you said, the more that you use it, you know, the more things are being revealed to me. Yes. And then that's that's my validation to keep going. Oh, I agree. I mean, uh, because it it says it will manifest. I mean, if we're doing the right thing, you're either going to manifest the good and the blessing or if we, if it's not right and we're out of sync somewhere, we're going to receive the, how can I put it, the, the cursing or the butt whipping, so to speak. Well, I really to, like listening to the, the recordings, the recordings from the, the Divine Mind Group on the, the dot .com, I mean. And that's been really helpful. Because I I find that at night when everything's quieted down and I have the quiet of my mind, sometimes there's just too much hustling and bustling going on in there for me to sort it out. And listening to a recording or music, it it helps me to maintain an even keel and have better dreams and wake up, you know, with a different frame of mind. I've been trying really hard to not go to bed with, you know, any negative feelings or thoughts or, you know, thinking too hard about something I don't have the answer to. Instead, I've been asking questions and presenting it as, you know, there's always a solution. Or there's always an answer. Oh, yeah. Before I go to bed, I'll usually say, well, I'm going to dream tonight, or if I do dream, that I'm going to remember and retain and recall my dreams and that I'm going to understand what the dreams are. And if I don't have a clear understanding, I will go back and re-dream the same dream and that I will receive a correct and uh, open understanding that that I can understand and be able to use and to, to grow thereby and it, you know you know how you have dreams sometimes they reoccur over and over and over yeah i used to have a dream on my birthday when i was a kid that i was ascending the staircase to like a, a window of sunlight coming through it well and usually usually that ahead. means you're, uh, that means you're ascending in understanding and consciousness 
the um, the part that you were saying about remembering your dreams or trying to go back and um, dream the same dream. Yes. Like when when I when I had more time to like take naps and do like daytime dream work, um, that was really effective for me because I I would wake up a little bit and be like, oh no, what's going on? You know, what was I thinking about? Maybe I should take a second look and I fall back into sleep and then I would see things more clearly or understand. But an important part for me to learn from my dreams was um, to instantly recall them. So as soon as I wake up, to try and retrace the last thing that I remember because it would start rewinding backwards so I would remember my dream going backwards. And, um, And certain things that were standing out where I felt like, needed a second look, I would write down. And I might not understand at that moment, but as I go back and look through my writing, I'm seeing things and symbols and things that I don't have a better understanding to now that yeah. I had no reference to then when I, ha- when I had dreamt about it to begin with, which is really cool because it's, I feel like I'm, I'm getting these little crumbs and clues bringing me back home to who I am and what my purpose is. Well, I, I can agree with that. And uh, there's times that I tell myself that I'm going to, when I dream that I'm going to consciously be conscious of my dreams and that I'm going to be aware and open to what, you know, my dreams are telling me. And if I have any questions, that I don't understand in my dream, that I can ask the questions and they will give me the correct answer. Because when I talk with White Wolf several times, like he says, you know, you ever have a dream when you're falling or someone's chasing you and then you wake up? And then, yeah, the, the, the fear, like, brought you back to body. Yeah, and like he says, we're in control of our dreams. I mean... Because uh, uh, when they were chasing us or we were falling, we wanted to wake up, so therefore we woke up. But like he says, if someone's chasing you in a dream, he says you can stop in your dream and ask them, why are you chasing me? What are you trying to tell me? And it says they'll answer you back and they'll tell you the reason. And it does work. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's actually, I'm glad that you said that because, <clears throat> excuse me, before I started learning about dream work, I thought that I was just a detached observer, and I didn't yeah. understand that I actually had, um, you know, control over what was happening. Because I feel like um, I become lucid in the middle of, like, a crowded room or a scenario. And I see, like, familiar things here and there. Usually the setting of the place is very foreign, but the people there... I recognize, even though I might never have met them before in my waking life, um, it's like I have a um, a sense of who they are. Mm-hmm. So I've been I've been taking more control over how I'm reacting to the things in my dreams, knowing that I can change the outcome. Oh, yeah, we can. Like White Wolf, I was talking with him, you know, like I said, about dreams and things, and 
uh, like he says, the dreams are not there to uh, hurt or harm us. They're trying. Maybe you might have a, a bad dream, like I said, about somebody chasing you or whatever, or snakes or something. It's not. Uh, it's trying to get your attention to to reveal something to you. It's not there to hurt or harm you. It just took something like that to get your attention. And when that happens, if you, in your mind, consciously think about it and then ask, well, why are you here? Or why is this? Like I had a dream one time about a, about a black wolf. And I, you know, and it, in my dream it was a fearful thing. And the wolf reached out and bit me on the arm, but I got away from it. And uh, then somehow I continued the dream on, and there was a a bigger black wolf out there. Uh, I didn't see it, but I knew that it was a massive thing, and I knew it was intended to come in and after me. And what it was, it was circumstances that were happening at that time, and people that I didn't know that were you know, intending to, you know, discredit me. Yeah, to harm me and discredit me. And, uh, but I had gotten away from that too. I had enough sense to be where it, not be where it was. And uh, things worked out. But, but it made, it made me more conscious of my dreams. And you can ask these questions and it will give you the correct and true answer or what it's all about. Well, why did you do that to me? Why did you, you know, scare me like that? And they'll say, I did that to get your attention because of this, this, or this. And you need to know that. You know, to be aware of it, or whatever the case may be, or not be where something might have happened. But it's it's really, that's what dreams are about. I know there's a lot of people that have all these books where dreams are about this and about that. I mean, but... Oh, like the dream symbols? Yeah, some of them may be correct for some people, but I think it's an individual affair, so to speak, because everybody's unique in their own way and there's different. Not everybody has the exact same lifestyle and everything. And I think if, if we're conscious you know, constantly conscious of it before we go to sleep and and you tell yourself before you dream or if you dream that night that you're going to understand your dream and remember and recall and retain it. But even as you're having the dream that you'll be able to consciously ask questions to get the correct answers of what the meaning and the dream's about. And it, it it will do that for you. I mean, it will. I mean, that's. Look, I think we all we everybody dreams all the time. I think that when we go to sleep, we disconnect from this. How can I say this plane, so to speak, and that we're in the spiritual essence of our true self. You know what I'm well, saying? That's what I love about it. Yeah, I love the fact that a dream symbol can mean something completely different from me to you. Yeah. You know, from our own experience. And it, it's cool, you know, growing up, I, I was really into reading all those books and uh, kind of figuring out, like, when you would see 
um, like certain animals, they would they would demonize um, like snakes. And so I, I would have a lot of dreams about snakes and things like that growing up. And um, like I would have a dream like this one time I was floating down this murky river on a, a wooden raft. And it was it actually looked more like a moat. And it had all these stone gargoyle faces that were lining um, the side of the moat. Yeah. And I, I immediately felt like that sense of creepiness, like, oh, this probably isn't good. And I looked ahead of me into the water, and there was there was snakes all inside the water, and they're going uh, swimming in the sign of an infinity sign. And I thought to myself, instead of feeling that fear that I initially did, I just thought to myself, you know, go at it. Just have no fear. And immediately the raft came out from under me, and I was in the middle of all these snakes. And one came up and bit me right in the back, and it was a really strange moment because I felt this jolt of electricity through my spine. And mm-hmm. at that moment, I became aware that the electricity was real. So I felt that more real than I did anything in a dream before. And I got, I grabbed the snakes behind me and I started breaking them, all the snakes up around me, and little pieces and inside of them were like these red burning hot ambers. Like they were, uh, like it was bad. So to me, it was like me conquering my fears by swimming into that. Shortly after that, I went and bought a snake. (laughs) And I took care of a snake for like a really long time. And I I got over that. um, Yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, mean, I'm not trying to interpret your dream, but when you said, you were swimming, you saw an infinity sign, and then, the, the, like you said, the snakes that were in the water and things like that, and one bitch in the back on the spine, doesn't that also represent the kundalini? Right, but, and back then, this was something like, this was uh, like 10 years ago I had this dream, and I, I wouldn't have ever made that connection until I had the knowledge that I have now. Well, I, I understand, but maybe that's what it was endeavoring to, to show you or teach you that you would be coming into that knowledge and that understanding because the spine is where the, the kundalini or the serpent rises from the sacred coccygeal, you know, all the way up the spine to the, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Looking back at it, that's why I love writing the dreams down because I can look back at it and say, "Wow, that was that was a really powerful dream." I'm glad that I wrote it down, remembered it. It actually was so real, in the sense that I could see everything around me. Usually, um, I'll have kind of a blurred uh, recollection of what had happened, but that was like a very real scenario where I can see the color of the sky you know, the tall grass. I mean, every little detail was so vivid. You know what I mean? The point being is I love the fact that I can look back on it through a different lens now. 
Oh, yes, ma'am, I understand that. And uh, because our dreams would give us insight from our past, even our present, what's going on now, to, you know, the past could be to correct something or to loose it and let it go, you know, and forgive ourselves and go on. And, and it might show us something that's going on in our present, you know, in the present time, or it might give us some insight that what something might be going to take place in the future to give us insight to, if we listen close to it and endeavor to understand it, it will lead and guide us. That's what it's trying to do, to guide us down that true path and how to let go of the things, to, the baggage we don't need and uh, to our present state to where we can be open-minded and, and have an open understanding and that way we can also see to proceed forward so-called in the future. What I mean by that is we press on and it's given us some foresight of what's going to take place or something like that, either to steer away from or to to steer ourselves towards it. You know what I'm talking about, the good, good, and very Absolutely. good. Or to steer clear of something that may take place that we don't see that's going to take place. It's like, how can I put it? It's like that story in the Bible when it says Balaam's ass spoke. And it says he he took a switch and was beating a donkey trying to get him to go through between that opening between the rocks. He didn't, The basically what it was saying is that there were, the donkey could see the the angels there waiting to, to slay Balaam. And he didn't want to go forward, but Balaam couldn't see it because he didn't have his mind on that. He had it on other things, and he was beating him, trying to get him to go through there. You know what I'm talking about? It's basically his mind talking to him. Yeah. And uh, you could say, you know, our dreams speak to us in that sense also. But all in all, it's... I mean, there's just so many things. It, you know, the, tonight's call, last week's call. I mean, uh, you know, I went back and listened to it. I mean, it, and I get a lot out of it after I go back and listen to it too. I mean, it just opens up other avenues for me to want to pursue and uh, see where it's going to take me. And uh, I just got to. Like you said, we we need a patience, and we just need to take one step at a time and see where it takes us. It's infinitely motivating. I love it. There's not there's there's really not many people that I'm associated with on a regular basis that could even touch the surface of the things that we talk about, even about dreams. You know, I wish I could. I wish I could share more with people that would have an insight like you just gave me because there's people who would say, oh, snakes are really bad and water represents sexuality and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. They kind of go along. Well, water does in one sense, but it also represents, you know, it represents sexuality, but it also represents life and 
other things that go with it. it it's just in what context the dream unfolded. That, you exactly. Know I mean? Well, because at the end of the dream, at the you know the mouth of the river, there was a big wide open ocean of clean, beautiful water and clear skies where before everything was very dull and murky looking and, you know, uh, like an amber colored sky. So like at, you know, at the very end, it felt like being released from that. Oh, yeah. That. You, you had an infinity symbol, right? Mm-hmm. That's like, that's the direction that they were all swimming in. It was like this giant bed of them in the water. Wow. Infinity, which means life goes on and on and on. There's no end to it. And then you got the the mouth of the that river that opens up to the ocean. Means, I mean, it's it's all before you. You can choose to do what you need to do. I mean, that's the impression I get from it. I mean, I ain't telling you that's the interpretation. You would know better, but. Uh, Violet Hugh just said water is a symbol of truth also. Well, yeah. Life and truth, yeah. I can relate all of that to that dream. In that point of my life, actually, I was uh, connected with one of the few people who um, started opening me up to different ways of thinking. Um, I was definitely heading down the wrong path looking for answers. So that that dream was... uh, Definitely an eye opener. Yeah. Well, there. I mean, basically, we know ourselves better than anybody, and you know, if we, if we just, you know, look with an open mind, I mean, the feelings we get, the desires we have, and that they're there for a reason. They're not there to hurt or harm you. It all depends on unless you know somebody's sitting there thinking about hurting themselves or something like that, you know, that's not a, that's not, that's, that's basically an unclean thought. Sitting there, people wanting to hurt themselves or, you know, do harm to somebody else. Because it says the Creator set forth everything that is good, good, and very good. If it's good in your sight and it's good and it it's not going to do hurt or harm to anyone, then then I don't see why you cannot go there because it says that, you know, he's given us liberty. And all things are lawful, but they're not expedient, which means I don't have to do them. But it doesn't say that I can't either. As long as I don't go hurt no one or harm no one or do any uh, ill will towards anybody or steal from no one, uh, then I, I shouldn't have nothing to worry about. But there again, I'm at one, uh, how can I put it, a one understanding, and somebody else is probably at a higher or lesser understanding, depends on where they are in their understanding of, you know, the divine word and stuff like that and their liberties and stuff. Because some people hasn't don't know about some of the things that we know about. And others do. They've, some's gone beyond that. But we cannot put a stumbling block before our fellow man. 
We just have to find, this is like attracts like. You know, find people that are like-minded and that are open to it and understand it and, you know, go from that point. I mean, because there are certain things that I understand that it, with with the teachings and stuff that uh, my wife's not able to go there. And she admits it. Uh, I just can't go there at that time. She said, if you, if you, you can go there, I mean, do what you got to do. But I, I'm just not able to go there right now. No, that makes sense, and, you know, that's why um, you have to know that being patient, uh, everything will reveal itself in due time. Oh, I I truly believe that, too. And and if, and the more, like, the more we practice what the divine teachings are telling us, I could call them divine teachings, the, the teachings of the Creator and stuff like that, and our higher self, I mean, how can I put it? It's just, it just gets better and better and better each time. But people have to be willing to look and to listen and to be able to walk through that open door, so to speak. Don't be afraid not to test it or try it and see if it works for you. Because it can think, open up. That makes a lot of sense. And but some people, just like I was, they assume that I guess from like their own preconceived understandings of things that uh, sometimes thinking outside the box is just a waste of time or unnecessary. And what's that really going to do for me? And it's it's really something that you have to try for yourself and have no fear to do so. So I've been spending a lot of time trying to break down those barriers and look deeper into uh, where where does this fear come from or where does this doubt come from? Because on a daily, I mean, on a daily basis, um, I'm presented with things that, or even just random thoughts in my head, being a mom, about what am I going to do in this scenario with my daughter or just things like based on that, and and I try to, if it's like, uh, if it's a thought that just randomly pops up that's negative, mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to reroute it, and instead of just being like cancel, and I'm I'm trying to change that thought into something positive, like a more positive outcome, because before I was just stopping all these random thoughts and not understanding where they're coming from. But now it doesn't even matter where they're coming from. I just know that redirecting them in my mind, because it even comes with an image, and the image can be alarming and it can conjure a feeling for a moment. So I'm practicing rerouting that. Yeah. What I usually say is cancel, cancel. That is not what I want. And then I'll turn around in my mind's eye. I'll see it the way I want it and and give thanks for it that it is so. It's not going to be. It already is. Yeah. And, 
and every time they're negative, I say, cancel, cancel. And and that is not what I want. And then I just keep, I hold up, it's just hold not up the unclean thing. That thing that, it's like our mind, they call it the, the dancing monkey because it's all, or the babbler. Because our mind's always talking to us. What it is, it's all these negative frequencies that the system's putting out there and in our head and that we're picking up and receiving and then it, they want to take flight and come into manifestation. So I just cancel it out and after two or three times of doing that it it won't be there no more. I just hold up the clean thing. Well, my grandkids are safe and blah, blah, this is safe. This is, you know, I, I ask for this, I've received it and I give thanks for it and lo and behold, Within a short time, it manifests. One second, Jim. Everyone's saying there's no sound. We're not getting any sound on the call. White Wolf just said ditto. <laughs> I guess this is something they don't want. They don't want known. Oh yeah, they. <laughs> Yeah, that happens sometimes. Well, I command them to loose it and let it go. They have no authority. We are the authority here, and it has to be as we speak. And I command I it to work. If you can hear, uh, try to reset it again and come back in. There's you no want me reason. to type that in? Yeah, would you do that? Because there should not be no reason. Reset the the buffering. It says it says streaming audio call has ended because I'm I'm also logged in to the chat, but you know I have my phone here also. There's no reason for it to end. Yes, it actually says that where the streaming audio normally is. It says call has ended. What the heck? (laughs) (laughs) No feedback. It sure has. It says call has ended. It went off. Yeah, everyone's leaving the chat. (laughs) I I wonder if it's still recording. No, it says on my end here, it says call has ended. It just just went off. It wasn't like that. I mean, it was still streaming. And then they pulled it from their end. There's no way for this to happen. You know, because my machines are working fine here. Yeah, I just typed, we don't know what's going on here. It says the call has ended. <laughs> yeah, they, it's obviously something they didn't want us talking about. or, I mean, because there's no reason for it. I mean, they're they're afraid of the truth. They know that they can only do so much. And with what we know, that they, they have no power over us. 
Well, well. <laughs> I appreciate your participation. It was my pleasure. Was, and uh, being able to, you know, talk on the call here. Uh, where I hope I'm sure we helped a lot of people. I believe we did anyway. And when uh, you get a chance, tell Matt I said hey. And uh, y'all know our, uh, you know, he has our number, so he can call me anytime. You know. I'm sure you'll be hearing from him soon. Okay. And if, thanks, thanks again, Jim. It's always a pleasure talking with you. And I didn't get to say goodbye the other night. I, I got distracted with Matt. Of course, he's a very easy distraction around here. But um, Well, I told him you know, any time that, uh, you know, either you or him have any questions that you all, I mean, he got my number. You can call, and I'll endeavor to do what I can, okay? I really appreciate that. We're we are definitely uh we're definitely going through some turbulence right now and I would I would love to have have someone of your experience to to give us some more insight versus what we've been working with cuz what we're what we've been working with ain't working and some things that we know how to do we're not doing and I just really don't know where to go from here. And I'd love to, I'd love to get him on board and maybe give you a shout and let you know what's been happening, what's been going well, on. I'd be willing to do that. Like, I, well, that day I was here, I told him that I would do what I can to help you and him. You know, you know, because there's, I mean, I like I told you before, I pick up on things a lot. You know what I'm talking about, but I try not to. Absolutely. Yeah, and I do that a lot too and um, I have to bite my tongue a lot because I can't, I don't feel like I can expose everything that I know or that I think I know until I'm absolutely sure. Yes. I, I understand that. Uh, but like I said, I mean, uh, you, you can call me anytime and Matt too. I mean, uh, I will you know, from uh, my intention is to try to help in any way I can and not to do no hurt or harm, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, I, absolutely. And I feel, like I told him, I feel that I I can help in some ways, but, you know, I'm not going to invite myself there to do that. I mean, I have to, you know, receive that invitation, you know, to be able to do that. Oh, Absolutely. I don't intend to step on anyone's toes. Yes, I, and, you know, it helps when both parties um, are willing to receive the the help also. So, I mean, yes. it's good that everyone, you know, found, like, a good time and place for it also. Why don't we exchange numbers? Oh, I got my notepad out here. What's your phone number? Okay, it's 585 mm-hmm. Six one zero two. That's my cell phone. Let me grab a okay. piece of paper real quick. Hold on a second. Sure. Okay, go ahead. Five eight five. Yep. Four six five. Four six five. One zero. 
1910. Okay. Seven, seven. Nine. Okay, that's yours? Yep. Okay, I appreciate that. And like I say, uh, whatever I can do, you know, y'all feel free to call, okay? And I will endeavor yeah, to do you. what I can. I will endeavor I to do what it. I can to help you. Um, yeah, so next week, um, I'll make sure that I've stretched out and raised my kundalini a little better. It kind of caught me off guard, but considering uh, the circumstances, I think it went really well, and I'm I'm very grateful for it, and thank you very much. Oh, no problem. Uh, like I was trying to tell the people on the call, I mean, when somebody comes to your mind, it's because they're, we're all connected and we're uh we're thinking about that's like when Matt called me. Uh, oh, I actually called him last time. He kept coming to my mind, so I, I'm, you know, us all being connected. So I called him to ask him is everything okay, you know, or if he just needed someone to talk to. Because I mean, I'm very sensitive that way. If if your name or his name comes, I know that something's, you know. Uh, need yeah. help something. <laughs> yeah, something's been a brewing, that's for sure. <laughs> but, you know, it'll all work out. Just uh, uh, when you get a chance, tell Matt to give me a call, okay? Because I tried to call him today. His phone wasn't on. Yeah, he took uh, he took a personal day. We weren't really getting along the, the finest of all days, but um, I already feel better, and he just came home a few minutes ago when we were wrapping it up here, and um, he seems to be in better spirits, so I'm going to try and touch base with him and see where it goes. Oh, okay, and if if, if he feels like talking, I'll be up. He can call me. Okay, cool. All right? Yes, sir, I'll let him know. Thank you. Thanks, thanks again for the talking on the call because... Me talking by myself, I ain't as good as uh, White Wolf because he's he can rattle off nine million things where I'm not used to doing that all the time. He because he normally takes over the call and talks here. And yeah, there. that's uh, yeah. I can't imagine doing that honestly. Like I, I'm way better in you know uh, engaging in the conversation and an and open conversation versus talking to myself. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So I, I understand. Okay, well, you'll be hearing from us soon, indefinitely. All right. Y'all have a good night, and give little Bird a kiss for us. We pray for y'all every day. Thank you, and I'll see you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.